I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. What's happening, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on A Long Walk to Cleveland. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, every single morning, 9.45 a.m. It's live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Today on the show, it's the Hitchhiker's Guide to NFL Games. But first off, let's do a couple of live dates, huh? Find out what's going on this weekend. Two uh, shows tonight, two shows tomorrow. The Offend Everyone Tour, House of Comedy, Mall of America, Louis J. Gomez, and Aaron Berg who I met for the first time last night. And when I opened that show, I'm like, listen, man, I'm not, this, it's not my, I'm not the offend everyone to it, but I'll add, I'll sprinkle in a couple of, uh, you know, jokes that got a little bit of an edge to them. And then after I got off the stage, I was like, I think you, you have to bring it with this crowd. They came there to hear, they came here to hear shit. <laughs> That's what they want. <laughs> Lewis basically got up there last night and like every word that gets you canceled he used in about the first 90 seconds and I was like, alright, fucking then what am I doing pussyfooting around? I had a, a good set it wasn't my best set because I'm like, I listen, like that's their thing I don't want to be that guy who shows up and like tries being offensive and just, you know, saying shit but I, I was like, man, I you, you gotta bring it with these dudes because holy shit, that crowd is there specifically to hear offensive shit and that is what they want, so I uh, got up this morning and reworked an entire set and was like, all right, this, you, you can't fucking. Doesn't it suck being 40? Dating's hard. Yeah, right. Fucking that crowd is going to eat you alive, my man. You better fucking bring it. I came home and I ate like 2,000 calories last night. It's like, what are you doing with your life? It's like, you had a, you, listen, you had a fucking B minus set. Shut the fuck up. It was fine. There's a lot of people that would have killed to have had that good of a set on a Thursday night at a house of comedy in front of a fucking half-packed house, okay? Shut the fuck up. You got four sold-out shows coming up over the next, you know, two nights. Shut your fucking mouth. Get back up on stage. Sally, give them what they want. What's that? G, gotta break them off something. Hell yeah, it's gotta be bumping. City of Compton. Can do that all fucking day. Jim Norder, see you tonight. Good. See you there, bud. Can't wait. Erica Banks, so what I'm hearing is tonight's the night to watch you work. Yeah, if you were gonna, yeah, last night, you know, I don't know. What is nice about it is that I watched those guys work, especially, like, don't get me wrong, Louis J. Gomez is fucking funny, but to watch Aaron Berg watch last night, I've only seen him online. I'm like, yeah, he's I, he's a good comic. He's not a good comic. He's a fucking monstrous comic. That dude, I'm, wow. It is, it's so fuck lightning fast. I'm so blown away by that guy. And super fucking nice. Really funny, offstage, cordial. Everything you want in a headliner. That guy is the best, man. So fucking cool. And just destroyed last night. Jesus. I don't know. It was fun watching him, man. I mean, that is the one thing about this business that I will never, ever become stagnant with. 
And that is the fact that every time you go out and you see somebody who is higher up the totem pole than you are, you get to learn just a little something. Like there's things that I, I guarantee just by watching last night, there are things that I will take away from this weekend where I will go, okay, uh, you have to start implementing or doing things a different way than what you were doing before because they're just not working. I mean, just some of those things, man, like just watching Lewis get on stage last night, like there's no hype. There's no nothing. He just gets on stage, grabs a mic, and just starts fucking spitting into it. And it is the funniest shit. Just one fucking, it's one joke after another. Bang, bang, bang. God damn. Ah, it was great. So yeah, so last night I'm glad I kind of got it out of my system. Like, all right, what are some of the things that work? What are the, some of the things that don't? Okay, this joke is funny, but you got to up it. You got to add a little something, you know. I did that medium-sized t-shirt bit for the Green Bay Packers thing last night, and it got a chuckle, but I was like, wouldn't it be funnier if instead of a medium-sized Green Bay t-shirt, there was an Aaron Rodgers butt plug? They wear it on Sundays for good luck. Now, we're getting into a fucking lane where people who came for this show would be like, yes, that is our sensibilities. I saw two dudes with giant beards last night and didn't get a chance. I was like, God, it was funny. They both walked in. And I was like, there's a piece of crowd work that I do. I'm pulling back the curtain a little bit, but sometimes people are like, that's just so amazing that you guys can just come up with that stuff off the cuff, just right off the top of your head. We've been working this shit for a long time. I see two dudes with beards sitting next to each other. I already know where I'm going with it. Holy shit. You guys look like ZZ Top. Dude, if you guys were a gay couple, you would be ZZ Top and you would be ZZ Bottom. I know where I'm going with it. (laughs) I look in the crowd and go, okay, where can we drop in some of this shit? Where? Okay, that guy gets that joke. This gal gets this joke. Pop, 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 pop. That's how you figure it out. It's a fucking, it just takes forever. And yes, so last night, I'm kind of glad that uh, it was just a B-minus set because it's really going to make me fucking bring my game tonight and tomorrow for these next four shows. And there's like, I'm not an offensive comic. I'm not a quote-unquote dirty comic. So when I get a chance to go out and do some of this stuff, like it feels awesome because I never get that opportunity. You know, I get booked for clean corporate gigs. I, you know, I got a headline of fucking VFW in St. Cloud, Minnesota. It's like, well, yeah, man, like you can have some. Although then again, sometimes like, you know, a couple Saturdays ago, I was doing a corporate gig, Southern Minnesota. And I was like, so what do you guys, uh, what do you guys want? You want like a R-rated show? You want a PG-13? And of course, the lady who puts it all together is like, this is a pretty sensible group. Like, you know, they, they. I mean, they, they might let you go a little bit, but I would keep it PG-13. So I get up, and for the first six minutes, I'm completely eating it, and I'm like, what is going on, man? Like, I thought these people were like farmers and shit. Like, this is the type of stuff they want. And then finally, I was just like, I did the uh, coming in your pants bit. Fucking massive hit. I was like, well, yeah, of course, because the lady who puts this on, she doesn't want to get in trouble. So she's like, just keep it clean so I don't have to take any uh, bad emails on Monday. And of course, the crowd is like, dirty it up, my man. What are you doing? And then after that, it was like, I felt comfortable. I'm like, all right, now I'm in my zone. I don't know. This fucking business sometimes. Half the time, you're like, I got it figured out. I know what I'm doing. And then you get up and you tank and you're like, well, fuck it. And go home and eat fucking chunky monkey for the next two hours. It's the 
try to get over it. Anyways, those two motherfuckers are incredibly funny, and boy, their fans are rabid. They are there to see them, and they love them. So if you have been trying to get out and you want to go catch a show, I mean, tonight, uh, two shows, House of Comedy. Tomorrow night, two shows, House of Comedy. That might be the uh, place to go. Funny motherfuckers. God damn. Uh, I got up this morning and uh, saw this video. A Western New York man was surprised after driving home from a Buffalo Bills game when he found a random college kid inside the bed of his truck. Apparently, the kid thought it was his dad's truck when he decided to use the covered truck bed as a shelter. Here's the video of the man finding this random kid in the back of his vehicle. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Were you at the Bills game? Yes, sir. Did you did you just like get too drunk or something? I had no idea that you were in my truck. Okay. As I watch this. It brought back many memories of many a times getting plenty of shit-faced in different places where you just wake up and you're like, I I guess this is just where I am now. <laughs> Done that plenty of times. Wake up in a yard, just on a park bench in Portland. Just fucking A, man. That's just how it goes. But I was thinking about this and how cool the guy was that he found this kid in the back of his truck and just went, he helped him charge his phone, got his shit together, and then had his parents come and pick him up. There's a lot of people that'd be rip shit pissed about this and would lose their minds, call the cops, and for what? Let the fucking kid just have this moment. What a great story. You guys connect on Facebook or Instagram and then you guys can have this like amazing connection that this kid got shit-faced and dr- and that's the sensibility about Buffalo, New York. I like Buffalo. I think the town's a shithole. But it's fucking... It's good. They're fun people, man. They seem like they're kind of Midwestern... You know, brass tacks. Just fucking blue-collar people who live in a goddamn frozen tundra. Who for half the year cheer on the only thing that makes them happy. The Buffalo Bills... I know they got the Buffalo Sabres, but nobody gives a fuck about the Buffalo Sabres. All I'm saying is that it was nice that this guy was like, ah, just, dude, bunch of hop inside. We'll get you all squared away. Get your parents. Come by. Pick you up. You might as well crack a beer. I know, you're a, I know you're a drinker. It reminds me of the time my cousin, who lives right next to uh, St. Thomas? St. John's. St. Sabrina's. St. Anger. What the fuck is the name of that college he lives next to? Anyways, he lives next to a college over in St. Paul. Private place. A lot of rich kids. One night he's laying in bed with his wife, 3 a.m., and he hears something downstairs. He's like, what the fuck? And he goes downstairs, he looks in his porch, and there's a kid sleeping on his like little three-season porch on the, uh, like, on the love seat. And he just kind of like walked over, and he very soothingly said, Hey, bud. Hey, and the kid opened up his eyes and he was like, what the fuck? And he's like, whoa, 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 calm down, calm down. Listen, you're in my house. I'm going to get you home. No need for, no, we don't, don't freak out. You're drunk. I'm just going to help you out. And the kid was like super apologetic. He was kind of coming to because he had been sleeping for a little while. Came to, was like, oh my God, man, I'm so sorry. My cousin got him a goddamn cup of coffee. It was like, let's get you halfway sober. I'll get you in my truck. I'll give you a ride home. 
Why does there need to be a thing? Why does there need to be cops, all this shit? People make mistakes sometimes. Fuck, dude. Now, if he throws a goddamn lazy boy through the pane window of a convenience store, by all means, call the police. But if some kid has just had a little too much to drink and he's trying to walk home and he mistakes your house as his house and he jumps onto the three-season porch, just fucking calmly wake that kid up. He's got no ill will, no bad intentions. Wake that kid up, put him in a cab, get him the fuck home. Uh, Steph, exactly how I felt this morning waking up in Nebraska. Yeah, sometimes you wake up and you're just like, where the fuck am I? Where am I? What happened? Who is this place? Why is this stranger in my bed? Why does my butthole hurt? Why does their butthole hurt? Why is their butthole in my face? Why is it a cow's butthole? Listen, these are all the answers that are going to come to you. You just got to give yourself a second. (laughs) Just wait, everybody. Just wait. Hang tight. Anyway, I just like the fact that a guy had this situation happen to him, and instead of him freaking the fuck out, just went, dude, this is an easy fix. We will get you to the place you need to be. Just give us a second. I like that about him. Because everybody, too many people freaking the fuck out about all, ugh, I hate that fucking mentality, man. Just let shit go. Uh, I happened to notice this morning that there was a new, um, new article that came out about St. Louis County, my county, Duluth, Minnesota, and one of their old jail cells, or not cells, but one of their old jailhouses has been turned into a boutique apartment complex. And it's not like they gutted the whole place out and then took away like all the jail cell, like the sliding doors with the bars and all that shit. Oh no, that shit's still there. They just happened to build apartments on the inside of these places. Knock down a couple of walls, and then boom, there you go. There's your uh, there's your apartment. I don't know how much they're charging for rent. I looked at it. They seem nice. They have, like, all modern appliances. The problem is you walk through there, and it still kind of feels like a jail, you know? Plus, I don't think we should be living in spaces where dudes have done hard time. I'm not a big fan of it. I mean, it's like, you know, when they turn like, this was an old insane asylum that we've turned into condos. I don't know. Maybe the people's who, maybe the people's families who had loved ones in there who were 5150 going fucking schizophrenic, maybe they don't appreciate the fact that now you're sitting down with your vinyl records and got your feet kicked up. This was a place where crazy shit happened, where people were probably attacked or, you know, had mental episodes. Maybe there were people who were jailers who actually ended up, you know, with some sort of a concussion or getting stabbed by, a, you know, getting shanked by a dude with a fucking spork. Bad shit happens in these places. I'm, I'm, I don't like the juju. We heard that clip yesterday of that lady leaving the Spirit Airlines flight who was like, I hope this plane crashes and burns and you all die. And that pilot lost his fucking mind because she's kind of putting a hex on it. I don't like it that they've taken these people... And now you're just living comfortably in a place where awful, terrible shit has probably happened. If Hey, man, you want to knock that building down, you go right ahead. You want to use it as a museum? Feel fucking free. You want to use it as a place where you put a pickleball court in? Sure. Living there feels weird. Mira, I'm seeing a common thread here about jails. I'm not sure. 
Or are we talking about something different? Uh, DNA Darwin. Uh, there's a bed and breakfast in Minnesota. There's a former jail. I don't like it. I don't like it. Jamie, wouldn't that be haunted? That's how you get haunted. Absolutely, that's how you get haunted. You start moving into places where people are like, what if a guy hung himself in that jail? What if a guy who had his total shit together was an accountant for the, you know, St. Louis County? He had himself a, a wife, three kids, went out on New Year's Eve with the family, had a couple of Tom and Jerry's, then came home and uh, maybe fell asleep at the wheel, smashed that thing in his, you know, his goddamn 1987 Toyota Caprice. Plymouth Caprice slams that into a tree, kills the whole family. Now they pick him up. They put him in the slammer. This poor whole guy's life is ruined. What if he wraps his fucking, you know, bed sheet around his neck and kills himself? Just saying, that is a possibility. Now you're just, you happen to live here now? Now you're just moving on in with your house plants and your fucking cat? No thanks, man. Fear feels weird. People pay for an air mattress in the middle of nowhere as a private Airbnb. Oh, absolutely they will. Yeah. Christ, I was going to rent a yurt. It was a fucking teepee in the middle of Montana. And I was like, what are you doing, dum-dum? They have places with electricity. Do that. Christ, you're not a fucking pioneer. You ain't Willis and you ain't Lewis and Clark, for God's sakes. You're not going to be chasing down buffalo and, you know... Eating the tallow. Just fucking get yourself a get yourself an Airbnb, my man. Just find a bed somewhere. That's all you need. Jesus Christ. All right, you guys. I'm gonna get out of here. Shit to do today. Pile of work. Shows tonight. I want to get some rest and chill a little bit, anyways, before uh, before tonight. If you are planning to come to one of the shows, please let me know. I'd love to see you. Love to hang out. Before and after is always a good time. I usually, everyone wants to buy me, which I, I appreciate. People are like, hey, can I buy you a drink? Love it. I never drink until after my last set of the night is done. So thank you for, uh, there was people last night, they were like, let me buy you a tequila. I'm like, dude, it's 645. I'm not ready yet. Because I, I know me and I need to be sharp. And I never, in, until I am off that stage, I don't mind hosting. Because usually, all right, let me be over at camera one. I've been talking about this now for a while. And... If there's any other, if there's any comedians who are trying to get into a hosting situation, here's here's a piece of advice I can give you. First off, number one, get on stage with a fucking smile. Even if you are opening for somebody that you do not like and that you do not think is funny and they've been a prick to you, you get up there and put your fucking best foot forward. Number two, be concise. If they tell you to do 10 minutes, you better have it fucking 9 minutes and 30 seconds because you still got announcements to do. Number two. Number three. Don't fuck up the order of things. Number five. <laughs> don't tell people where the fucking bathrooms are unless they are hidden in a bunker. If they're in a room where the bathrooms are in the lobby or what, people know where to shit. If they can't find the bathroom, they will, listen, they will... It's their fault for shitting themselves if they don't know where the bathroom is. We're all adults. Everybody is over the age of 21 in this establishment. <sighs> the other thing I would uh, would advise is this is just my thing. Everybody's got their things, but this is my thing. And I, I picked up this tip by watching the Golden Globes and Ricky Gervais. When Ricky Gervais hosts the Golden Globes, when he comes out, he's got on his, his tux or his suit, and he's coming up, and... Uh, 
top button is always buttoned, and that necktie is all the way up to the top, and he comes out, and he does his spiel. And then the next time you see Ricky Gervais, he's got no coat on, he's got that top button undone, and that necktie is hanging just a little further down. And the reason is, is because he's let, he's progressively, like, that's your job as the host. You never want somebody to go up cold uh, as a headliner. You kind of want them, the crowd in the call and response, you know, that, that mode. They're in the habit. You say something, they laugh. You say something, they laugh. That's why you are there, to help the headliner. So if you go up, do your 10 minutes, bring the feature on, they come on, they do their, you know, 20 minutes. The next time you go up, take the jacket off, unbutton that top button, bring your necktie down a little bit. Ladies, if you have like a, like a coat on, take that off, walk up with a drink in your hand. It brings it down a little bit. It, it, um, this is no joke. I mean, that's why Ricky Gervais does it. He walks out there with a fucking drink in his hand, and he's got no suit jacket on. That tie is hanging halfway down. He's like, dude, we're loosening up. This is what we're doing here, everybody. We're loosening up. That's what, we, that's what you want for your headliner. It's your job to make sure they have a good show. So anyway, if you see me tonight, and you're like, wow, he's really rocking that suit jacket tonight. Oh, he took the suit jacket off. He must be hot. No, no, no. Subconsciously, I'm telling the crowd, you motherfuckers just better relax. Have some fun. Chill out. Meg, thinking about it, it's my birthday. Well, happy birthday to you. Happy goddamn birthday. Hope to see you. Steph, have fun tonight, dude. Wish I could be there. Uh, Same. Have fun in Nebraska. You guys have a great show. Um, Yeah, we certainly will. We'll have fun. Appreciate uh, all the well wishes. You guys have a great weekend. We'll catch you back here on Monday. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Every single morning, 9.45 a.m. It's live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. You guys take care. Have a great day. And thank you so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.